Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. I hope that you are all well and that you are enjoying a little beautiful and a little precious moment here and there in life. I'm so glad that you are able to join me today and you know what, in times like this and really in any time in life, we all need a touch of humour and delight. And it's this really that makes life look a little brighter, feel a little more beautiful and, you know, gives us a certain joie de vivre about life. I believe that one of the most important things also is that we surround ourselves with goodness and light-hearted people because they touch our lives in so many unexpected ways. And that's why I am so very, very happy and quite excited, I have to say, to have my next guest. And it's the ever-lovely Fanny Compton, who is an actress, a writer, a singer, and known recently for Nowhere Close and Lockdown Lifeline. But also much like the music that she is inspired by, Fanny is a very elegant, funny, powerful lady. And she recently won an online best song competition in the rap genre, I believe. And her music is also being used in a new film, The Making of Alex, which will be released sometime later this year. So without further ado, I have to say I'm really excited about having Fanny on. She's an amazing lady. Welcome, Fanny. Wow. (laughs) Hello. Hi. (laughs) That's uh, quite an introduction. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. (laughs) How are you? Yes, I'm I'm very well. Um, I say I'm very well. Uh, I'm actually coming down with a bit of cold, bit of a cold. Uh, oh no! So, okay. Yeah. Okay. What are you yeah, taking? But, you anything? Know, am I taking anything? Yeah, are you taking anything for it? Uh-huh. Uh, n- uh, nothing legal. No, I'm only joking. No, uh, no, nothing. No, no, no. No, I'm not. I'm, uh, there's worse things going around, isn't there? To be fair, I think at the moment <clears throat> there uh, are. There are indeed. There are indeed. And how uh, how's it been for you? All of this lockdown and everything that's going on in the world. Well, you know, we had a brief chat, didn't we, last week? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I mentioned to you then that although I certainly don't live as a hermit, um, mm. my life hasn't massively changed 
<laughs> since since the uh, the uh, isolation period. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's it's been it's, it is still very surreal and bizarre. Um, and obviously, I what I do mostly is create, especially for social media. And obviously, since the lockdown has started, social media has been inundated with uh, creative endeavours, you know, dancing, singing, this and what have you. And um, so I felt a bit lost, uh, sort of finding my place again on social media, because, you know, um, that's that's probably been the biggest change for me. Has it really? In what way? I've seen, I mean, I've seen so many people like wannabe Elvis superstars also and all sorts of things and that, yeah. I, that you would never even imagine would be singing in their back garden with the dog. Exactly, but... exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thought, wow, How everyone's... can you so, yeah. <laughs> everyone's a singer. So tell us a little bit about um, what you do and because I know you've got lots of creative things going on and you are absolutely I have to say to you I I follow your stuff and I've said this to you before it is so hilarious and I actually gave it to my mum the other week to listen to and she was really laughing she was really laughing and it's when you're the posh lady with the builders, I think it was, or the gardeners. I'm not sure which oh, one. Oh, gosh, right, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, green, that... <laughs> green fingers, that was, yes. That's but it, it's so, so funny. So tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got into it. Oh, well, you say, what do you do? I'm still trying to fathom that out myself. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Aren't, we all? Do. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Uh, yeah, I suppose if you had to put an umbrella term over it, <laughs> oh God, no, actually, I was going to say an entertainer, but that's not actually, <laughs> I don't, well, fundamentally, I'm an actress, you know, mm. or an actor, if you want to be politically correct, but, you know, um, an actor, and I've sort of, along the way, branched out into other avenues such as, you know, uh, being a recording artist and things like that, which are sort of dreams that I followed um, Mm. along the way. But um, acting, as I've always said, you know, I always say this, I I pretty much kind of knew coming out of the womb, it was for me to tread the boards. That was my vocation. That is what I should be doing. So there's never really been any question of... I don't know. It's just it's always been there, so it's only natural for me to follow it, and that's all I've ever done. And is it in, something in, that you, you know, did as a child as well? Well, yeah, I wasn't getting paid for it. I mean, that was in a living room or whatever, but not mm. professionally. No, but I knew I wanted to do it. It's all I ever lived for. For you know, I was always the one walking around, putting on shows, walking around with a tape recorder, um, you know, recording poems, harmonising with songs, um, dancing, to, whatever it was that I could perform in some which way, mm. any way, painting, whatever, anything creative, but, you know, definitely for the stage. It's, it's always what I wanted to do. So, yeah, there's never been any question. I've been quite fortunate. I've never had to wonder what it is I wanted to do with my life. I mean that is a gift because I always think to myself when I look at other people and then I look at myself and I think well I it's like I've always wanted to be a writer 
And Mm -hmm. it's something that you know, isn't it, innately when you're young as a child, you know what makes you happy. You know it's that go-to place also, isn't it? When maybe you're not feeling so good or you're feeling sad, it brings some sort of a light back into your life. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Um, And, you know, without getting sort of too too deep into it um acting sort of uh I class it as acting so for the for the last sort of few years three to four years I've been mostly known on social media for again as I think I told you for comedic skits mm-hmm. or comedy sketches impersonations characters um this sort of thing that's what I've been known known as and it's actually that which I don't want to use the term saved me because that's a bit Mm. You know, but it 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 got me out from somewhere which was so horrifically dark, and it didn't you know single handedly do that, but it had a, a large part to play in getting me out of somewhere which was very um, just horrific, just horrific. Uh, so and and it saved me, and actually, interestingly, that is how my whole kind of persona and social media presence was born. I don't know how I quite got onto this. I've forgotten. But so you were talking about, yeah, acting sort of being able to lift yes. you. Yeah, yeah. Out of those. And uh, yes, I kind of, I, I found part of myself strongly through through sketches and through characters, finding characters and acting and being someone other than self. I found that really strongly in the last few years and being so unwell mentally at the time. um, Yeah, I said that really, it pulled me out and has gotten me to a place where I never at that time could have dreamt where I'd be now. Um, And that's all through, I say, the power of, you know, channeling my creativity into what I always wanted to do, creating my own characters, creating my own situations, monologues, whatever that is, even singing, all of it, whatever it is, writing songs, they're all parts of myself that have helped me to get better, actually. So, yeah, interesting. (laughs) It is interesting, it is, because I know um, artists, and I can speak also for myself, somehow they say, you know, artists are the people that we all tread this fine line, I think, through life and trying to keep ourselves sort of, you know, like a trapeze artist on the right path. And I think what happens is that when we deny that who we are, this is when we start to find it difficult, especially people who have this creative streak. I know friends of mine um, say to me, you know what, Mimi, if I, I have a friend who's a singer, if I can't sing... I'm going to go crazy because it's something in a way, Fanny, greater than you. It needs to come out and materialise. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I just, I never dreamt at the time it would, well, again, I keep going back to social media, sorry, but it's that whole thing, that whole platform was there. Had that not been there, I wouldn't have had the means to kind of do that as such rather than just talk to myself in in my room sort of doing it do you know what I mean the platform sort of helped that along 
with my desire to create these characters, there was suddenly an audience there which wasn't available to me at that present time for various reasons. Um, I wasn't well enough to go out and audition for a theatre job. I wasn't well enough to do this, that or the other. But I could get lost in these moments of creation where they belied what was actually going on with me. But in turn, they ended up making me better. And I had that audience which didn't see how ill I was or anything else other than what it was I put on the platform. And the more I started getting likes for that, I sort of, I don't know, it reinstated that idea, you know, that I, this is what I was meant to do again because I kind of got lost. We didn't, you didn't even ask for this question. You see, this is what happens. But this Maybe is this what's is beautiful. What but this is what's beautiful about um, talking, isn't it? We said we're not going. We're just going to let it flow. I think that's the best yeah, type of sure. conversation, <laughs> isn't it? It's the yeah. best type of conversation. Yeah. Now, yes. I know that um, you do so many different characters. You, uh, well. I'm just <laughs> fascinated with the type of characters that you do, and they are so real and for me every character that I've seen of yours I know a person like that you know I think oh that's oh, a great compliment a great compliment yes I think <laughs> I know I know that's so and so that's so and so oh my goodness that's so and so and that's what makes it even more hilarious you know because we all know somebody like you are portraying and this oh. is the fabulous thing about it and do you think that this sort of gift that you have to be able to I, I just have to say this to the listeners you know they have to check you out because it's it's hilarious you know some of the sketches uh and they're so raw um in how you how you are oh my goodness but so hilarious oh my goodness it's so so funny they have that you know you'll have to give all details where to find you and everything because there's something also in these characters that in a way for me I don't know whether this was your intention but it's like a psychology of people of different people <laughs> well thank you very much these are very great compliments to, to mine ear oh. <laughs> for sure absolutely um it's better than the usual oh yeah that was well funny mate um so yeah <laughs> no I appreciate that so I appreciate that because I do. I do. I've got a psychology anyway. It's a great fetish of mine. Don't get me started. But um, <laughs> studying behavioural traits of people and it's all about what people don't say. And your body language, I've got all of that. I'm a great observer anyway. Mm. But psychologically, I really love to get to grasps with certain stereotypes of people. Mm. Um, and yes, and, and portraying that in a truthful but heightened way um but yes yeah, so no I appreciate that compliment very much <laughs> um, I mean you're very welcome because for me it's not only that it's funny it's actually looking it goes on a deeper level and I wanted to ask you actually was that intentional because each one of the characters that you do there's a sort of frailty within that character, but there's also a certain strength and there's a like, a, there's a whole story behind it. Um, that You're making my day. You're making my day with these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is it. what I, you know, and that's why I wanted you to come on the show because 
there's so much more to you. You know, there's the comedy aspect, which, as I said, is very, very funny. But there's also some education and psychology in all of these characters, if you look deeply enough. (laughs) Well, thank you for looking deeply enough. First off, mm-hmm. um, you're welcome. Yes, I, I do appreciate that because I I always strive for uh, truth over funny, uh, because funny comes from truth, mm. which I think some people get wrong, you know. And yeah, and in truth, there are again what I try to focus on those nuances um, of human character, and they're not just to be hazed over in one mass, you know. It's and, and, and with regards to the strength and the, the frailty, I think anyway, and I think Mel, Mel Streep alluded to it in, in one quote that I cannot remember now, but something about you're sort of playing elements of yourself in every character you're giving yourself. Mm. You're just altering that slightly or, you know, upping the ante in some respects. But um, we all have our own levels of vulnerability and frailty, but also strength. It's just whether you're prepared to show it. And I think as an actor, you have to 100% show that because being multifaceted is what makes a real human. Mm. They're not all just of one thing. So, yes, I appreciate that uh, compliment, that uh, they're more than just a, just a funny. Um, because I, I never set out, actually, to be funny. I set out to be truthful. Um, and I guess I played that up, played that up, you know, a little over the, over as time has gone on. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's about being truthful to those characters, and uh, yeah, and it yeah. does, it does, <laughs> it does, it does come across because, in a way, you could have a whole series uh, just on that one character because the character is complete in itself. That somehow you can, I for for sure, can associate with them on some level. You know, it's like, I know yeah. this person. I, You make these these characters personable and they are unique yeah. in some way. And yet they are also a realisation of some types of people and characters, different types of characters that we have, you know, in everyday life. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I remember I was younger, my mother, she didn't have a lot of money. I've already forgotten why I'm telling this story, but I'll tell you. My mother, yeah, she didn't it, have a, a lot of money. She was kind of on the poverty line. I say kind of. She was really on the fucking poverty line. Mm-hmm. Um, we had no money. And uh, it was always her wish um, to kind of, I suppose, make me better than I'd started out. <laughs> in life mm. so you know from a very young age she was always correcting my speech and oh don't speak like that and hold your head up and and all of this yet we were living on a sort of a really rough council estate but it was it was imperative to her that I was different from every single person and that I had dreams and ambitions and I spoke differently you know that was really strong I felt that but um she would um sort of save up all this money that she could um and I don't, I don't really understand how it all came about. And I think she met someone at the time. But I started going to um, this private school, otherwise meaning that you have to pay for your education. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, she, she sent me there. And I remember this was only for a short time. I think we kind of became nouveau riche after that and our lifestyle changed. But I distinctly remember at the beginning that, that distinction between going home to that terraced house and all those people there who are the people, I suppose, that it's just slightly, uh, you know, um, uh, what's the word, um, gave light to some of the characters I do, some of them, or their ways of thinking. And then going to this school where everybody's like, here we are, yeah, 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 fuck yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and the life was so, so different and the only one coming back in this sort of uh sort of bow tie thing and hat and cape and you know um <laughs> over the top <laughs> uniform but seeing that contrast there and uh and taking some of those characters to school but conversely taking the characters from school back to home and, and you know doing some of those there and I suppose maybe that was my first going into, you know, changing characters and seeing how that makes people laugh when you really get the truth of somebody, they see a lot of other people in it. Um, but yes, that was probably my first my first dabble into creating other characters very briefly and seeing the effect that that had on people. And <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And could you, could you sort of jump in and out of those two different worlds easily? Is it something that... You know, the posh school with the capes to, you know, the poor estate. How did you balance those two things out? Well, I had the I had the rich more than I had the poor, so it kind of outweighs that lifestyle oh. <laughs> more so. But I don't know, I've always kind of had a love have you do do you know the programme Shameless? No, I've heard of it, but I've never ever right. watched it. Right, well, some of your listeners may or, or may not, mm -hmm. but it's sort of stuck on this council estate, basically a place where everybody's sort of on benefits or they're struggling, it's poverty line stuff, and fundamentally all dreams, hope and faith are diminished, they're gone, they're out of the window, because we have to focus on the day-to-day, -day, getting food on the table, drinking our bellies and so on, it's that kind of everyday living, mm -hmm. you know, hardcore poverty line living, and I kind of, I kind of have a kind of love or I don't want to say affinity or love actually but I don't know a kind of a love for that that where there's no dreams there's nothing on the table you just live every day day to day watching the television and you're not chasing anything you're not feeling that you haven't lived up to anything there's no failures you just get on with it you know every day and you just do that until you get old and I can sometimes envy that, <laughs> that kind of, you know, you might go on holiday every few years or I don't know, there's not much more to it. I, I know exactly that. what you, I know exactly what you mean, because there's a certain, I don't know, this is going to sound maybe mad, but um, I was talking to my osteopath and he said to me, Mimi, and he was talking of a similar programme, but I can't remember what it was. And he said... Royal Family? No, it, Royal it was Family? something, no, it was oh, something like, it was something in, you know, yes. in that area. And um, he said to me, don't you realise that people are always happy? And I said, where are they happy? And he said, well, <laughs> you know, oh, I think it was Benefit Street, actually. And right. he said, do you not notice that people are happy? And I said... 
well, I actually I have watched. And I said, well, they are actually because there's a sense of community. And, well, yeah, of course, yes. You know, or, you know, and I said, well, I have. And he said, well, maybe we've got it all wrong. And it was just such an interesting flip of the coin of really what does make us happy in life? What is it really that makes us happy? Because, you know, people say, I want to be happy. I have so many people say to me, I want to be happy. And, you know, happiness is not a destination. It's momentary. You know, if we can grab happiness here and there. Um, I don't know. What makes you happy, Fanny? Do you know what? I've got a bit of a gripe with the word happy. Have you? Um, <laughs> please share, please share. Because I, I think, so I think it kind of goes in ranking. So you've got pleasure, you've got being happy or happiness, then you've got joy, and then you've got bliss. Mm. And so I kind of try and not aim for pleasure or happiness and more for joy or bliss, because happiness is very akin to pleasure in that it is fleeting. And it is dependent on exterior, whereas joy and bliss is dependent on what is going on inside and can't be swayed by exterior. So happiness is, I'll be happy when I can get that job. Oh, I know I'll be happy when I've lost three stone. Oh, I know I can be happy when, you know, that man says yes to me. It's Mm. it's so dependent happiness and happiness can be oh I was happy yesterday but I'm not today Mm. so it seems a bit erratic and a bit I don't know a bit flighty for me the word happiness and I may be going too much into it but I think going down that ever so slightly if I'm erring on that Buddhist route but we should seek more joy and bliss so that's why I've got a bit of a gripe with happiness like what makes you happy well you know, uh, who aims for that? Anything can make me happy for an hour. Mm, mm. I can have sex. I can watch a film. Mm. I can eat a piece of chocolate. You know, oh, I'm happy now. Oh, but now I'm not again. It's too fleeting. So I think we should be aiming for something which cannot be swayed, as I say, by exterior. You know, mm. I hear something on the news and I'm sad again or whatever it is. And, and joy and bliss, they're, they're something that comes from within you know, is stronger, I think. You, I, I, to- I totally agree with you. And I yeah. came to the conclusion that it actually wasn't happiness. It was actually serenity and peace. Right, so, yes. So long as, you know, as long as I was in this state of peace and no matter what happened on the outside, there mm-hmm. was this sanctuary within me that I could somehow find even for an hour or two, a place of safety and retreat, then that is what I'm aiming for in life. Because, and I take it day by day, one of the worst things I think is when we look to the past or we look too much to the future because neither belongs to us in some way. For sure, yeah. We only have the now. Um, And that's why I'm interested in your... um, views because I know that you now are you a Buddhist Fanny look the <laughs> the spiritual journey is a complex and long one mm. <laughs> sometimes so I, I I wouldn't want to place myself in a category 
of the, the Buddhist box. I wouldn't want to place myself in there necessarily anymore. Um, I would say possibly if I would, and I don't use like using the word follow either, yeah. but the closest, like I said, like a follower of someone like Osho, if you're familiar with him. Yes, I am. But I am. more, yes, more his teachings. I don't find many people who share my my views on that or his liking of him, but maybe I'm in the wrong social circles. But anyway, but yes, more more so, but this more liberated thinking for sure. Um, and you know what it all boils down to? Just fucking knowing that the answer is within. There's yes. no more to be said fundamentally. There is absolutely no more to be said. The yes. only thing is that each individual has to find the way in which they find the answers to those questions. That is it. I love <laughs> I that. That is absolutely yes. That's very <laughs> clear, and that's very very true. And it's wise words indeed, because we spend a lifetime searching for something and yet mm. we are the treasure we're the treasure oh yes you know did you ever yes. watch that film yeah. oh it was a long time ago but it i remember being really little and watching it and sort of it took me years to understand it but i kept watching it jewel of the nile with um michael douglas and i think it was kathleen turner never heard of it okay so there's, there's danny devito and then they've got this um they're looking for the treasure, obviously, and they, they embark right. upon this journey from what I can remember. And they have this, um, like a, ho a holy person with them, but they're going and going and trying right. to search for this treasure. And finally, when they get to the treasure, it's very loose. The story is very loosely like that. They find out actually it's the holy man that's the treasure. He's actually the jewel of the Nile because he's the holy one with the wisdom. So it's like we're searching, 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 and yet it's here. It's like in The Alchemist, you know, we're looking, but it's really with yes. us. Again, what I'm saying, though, everyone, it's just everyone looks to exterior rather mm. than what's within. Mm. And when mm. you keep looking to exterior to fill, the hole will ever only keep getting deeper. It's like a vortex. You can keep putting it in and it might fill for a while, but it will keep going down. And you'll keep chasing that and chasing it and filling it with the clothes, with the money, with sex, whatever it is, alcohol, whatever it is, you'll keep chasing it. You will never get full because it's all within. But people don't want to look within because it's hard work, because it hurts, because you know, for varying reasons. But mm. um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what has helped you to look within? What can you, if you were to give some advice, I mean, what has helped you and what, where do people begin? Because so many times people don't know where to begin. Uh, well, I'm no guru. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's such a, where do you begin to tell somebody to look within? I mean, <sighs> I honestly don't know the answer to that question, you know, Mimi. I don't know. And I wish I did have some nice, eloquent... Um, Where did it begin for you? Well, I can say where it began that I'm conscious of, mm. but I think I'd always, I was always a, a child who was a, a thinker. I would enjoy in the same way that... You might, you know, run up to your room and enjoy uh, some sweets and a magazine. <laughs> I would run up and get excited about, oh, I can sit here for two hours and think. 
Yes. Something wasn't quite right, but I didn't understand, you know, see that. <laughs> I still do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's amazing. I don't in the same way. I wish I did. I seem to yeah. have lost that ability, but uh, as much. But, you know, as I always loved doing that, just thinking, oh, how exciting. Mm. Um, philosophizing yes. and, you know, thinking about things. Um, <laughs> what a yeah. rank pastime. Uh, but yes, um, so I've always kind of been like that. And, you know, I think from an early age, I didn't I really have the concept, but an early age, it was always, you know, sort of existential questions there. Mm. Who am I? What is the meaning of life? What is time? What, you know, it was always this. And my mother, like, oh, God, you know, why can't you just go and play or something? <laughs> yeah. So that was always kind of there. Mm. Um, looking within I mean um and so you get drawn to things depending on how you perceive and think about the world don't you so in my early 20s I somehow and can't remember how got drawn into uh, a, a Buddhist meetup which was every every week um and we would just talk and meditate uh and I know how that'll sound to some I'm fully aware you know um just like what yeah and I couldn't stop going back. It, it got a bit addictive. And does, I guess it got me, it hooked me after the first time, or was it the second time I tried to meditate? And I, it felt like what I can only assume would be akin to having something like LSD, but with my eyes shut. Mm. It was like a lifting sensation and kind of out of body. And I hate people who I hear say this, like, oh, I had this moment and this happened. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it really, really was. And I was like, OMG. <laughs> it felt like my body had just ever so slightly lifted out of the chair because I'd become so relaxed, I didn't feel the weight of my own body. And then when my mind became emptier, became whiter and just more space. It was really weird. I had this sensation of lifting. And I was like, fuck, I like that. And that, for right or wrong reasons, got me a bit addicted. And I thought, there's something in this. Um, and, you know, and then obviously a few years down the line, I was going to more treats. And then I want, went to one called The Passioner, which is quite hardcore. It's in Hertfordshire in the UK. Um, and anyone who has done it will know it's quite hardcore for the first time you do it. So it's, it's 10. Am I answering the question? Or am I Absolutely. Going I love it. I love it. Keep going. Keep going. It's fascinating. Um, I thought I was quite hardcore. I was like, oh, I can do any retreat. Even if, yeah, I, I'm a practicing Buddhist, but I'm still competing with you all. Yeah, I can so do, <laughs> I can so do this. You know, hardcore, whatever. Um, so I went along to this for passionate, say in Hertfordshire, and it's it's a ten day or ten and a half day retreat, and it's a silent retreat, and silent does mean silent, all the way I through. Mean, you might get a, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So that's to nobody, not 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 to anybody, unless it's an absolute emergency. But it's, so it's silent, mm. and obviously, as with all Buddhist retreats, there's no. Mm, um, mm technology no phones no computers no connection to the outside world as we know it um you can't just make a call or whatever um and uh vegetarian food which is great i mean it's really great places these uh you know retreats if it's your thing yes, yes. <laughs> but 
this was particularly hardcore. You know, you're up at four o'clock in the morning and you were meditating by half four. And the whole day was just, I mean, it's like 12 to 14 hours of meditation and silence. And it's still a very surreal uh, time when I look back at it. But I think in part that that changed me just a little, that... um, that retreat it's one of those things again which i say to other people when you're faced with self and and not allowed to be distracted Mm. when you're really hardcore faced with self you'll either break or you'll find yourself completely and wholly and enter a new you know whatever it is i broke yeah i broke completely and ashamed looking back at myself you know kicking the walls screaming crying can't do this anymore let me ha- let me the hell out you're all crazy yeah yeah i'm ashamed looking back but it was part of my process and i had one of the um what do you bloody call them <laughs> what do you call them <laughs> the leaders um, the, the teachers yeah it wasn't quite a, yeah i call him that for now mm. uh who's sort of a spoke to me and um yeah just made me realize this was self this is the whole idea you've got to confront these are the whatever you want to call it semantics but demons Mm. that bubble underneath that you never face because you're too busy filling filling your house your face your whatever Mm. with Mm. things filling the emptiness yeah of course Mm. um Mm. and just so much sadness and and loss and whatever came up to that surface that I hadn't dealt with. You think you have. Um, But, yeah, so, yeah, it was a real breakdown. It was a real kind of breakdown, but a necessary one. Um, Did it help you? Did it help you? Did it help you progress along your spiritual path, do you think? Oh, yes, it helped me. It wasn't a defining moment, but absolutely, Mm. yes, it it helped me for sure. And I'm forever grateful to it. I'm still trying to build the courage up to go back. Do they still run them? Oh, yes, absolutely. It still runs. I would suggest anybody checks it out. It's called Vipassana, V-I-P-A-S-S-N-A. And I say it's in Hertfordshire in the UK. It's free of charge, but it's bloody hardcore. I suggest nobody go unless you are prepared. It's not easy. It really isn't easy. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, so many people are dropping out. It was like crying and screaming it was like some nut house it turned into by the end of it but i guess that's what nut houses if you want to call it that sorry for the whatever but it is kind of what it is it's repressed feelings a lot of it and then when it gets out the emotional state's too high and it can't be dealt with it's Um, very true and they say that uh some of the most spiritual people um and highly really elevated people are, are deemed to put a you know, a word to it. They people call them crazy, but they're yeah. not crazy. It's because nobody understands them because they are so elevated in yeah. their state. Absolutely. But it's Absolutely. the balance, isn't it, um, Fanny, to find in your of life? Course. This is it. Yeah, of course. All about the balance. Absolutely. All about the balance. Now, tell me, um, what is it that do you feel that all of these experiences in your life um, makes you feel different or unique, that adds to this success of yours, that you're able to see so deeply into people to create these characters? Um, I joke about being a narcissist, 
Mm. And I hope it is a kind of joke, but I did a lot, you know, oh, I'm, I'm narcissistic or what have you, but I kind of feel I've always been a bit unique. But then again, I think everybody should feel that, shouldn't they? Absolutely. As a human being. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's true, we are. So, it's just that we don't, yeah, exactly. we don't embrace it. We don't embrace it. Yeah, but I've always been really aware of, <laughs> of my uniqueness. Well, that's wonderful. But, in saying that, you can sound a bit of a wanker, can't you? Oh, I know I'm unique. I know I'm different. <laughs> you know. Well, so, I, I suppose it's... But, it, no, you don't. But I think it depends on the understanding of the other person, you know. Yeah, um, of course. If you were, I suppose, down the pub and saying it, they might think, who knows what. <laughs> but um, but if it's in the right circles, you know, people yeah. that are sharing that moment with you that understand that then absolutely (laughs) you know that have sort of elevated that status of being I think then they would appreciate that yes for sure I don't go around saying that well maybe in jest but not so in all seriousness yes I know I I have an appreciation of that Mm. um but Do you know what? I think a lot of it is just down to something simple. It's not anything complicated as much as I'd like it to be, you know, but it's just to do with something being your vocation. If there's anything in this one world, you're born to do that, every fibre and essence of your being will focus, you know subconsciously or not on a way in which to do that to better yourself at that to become that to it's every fiber of my being is about finding about other people and becoming that that's absolutely amazing that is wonderful that every fiber of your being is actually created to follow that direction Yes, that's how I feel. So when you're saying to me about your uniqueness, Mm. I think that is my kind of superpower as a uniqueness, that it's something I just was born with. And if you like, imagine fibres almost, like Mm. a magnet. They're just drawn to certain things which they know are going to empower or impact or make a difference to or better Mm. what it is that I want to do. They're all focused and channeled on that one thing. That's not to say in my life they go awry, seriously, and and I ignore that and go the other way. But that, when you're saying about, you know, observing people or, you know, psychology, all of that is about being a master of your craft as an actor, Absolutely, that That is it. That's the pure essence of being an actor. So all I do is chase that Mm. subconsciously and consciously. Mm. Everything Mm. that can make me a better, more truthful performer. Like, I dream of being the most phenomenal performer on earth. I'm also aware how that sounds to you and to, you know, the listeners. But I, I, I want to is what I'm saying. That's what I aim for, to be the most phenomenal at my craft. You have to aim for the moon, don't you? Fall amongst the stars, as Lennon said. Yes. But, you know, so in doing... Doing that, you have to do every single thing and try to attach yourself to every single skill which gives you one upment doing that. And that's psychology, that's observing, that's reading, that's skill sets, that's improvisation, that's 
every skill set you can do, you should be fucking focusing on mm. and making sure you're good at it. So, yeah, that's what makes me unique, that my every fibre of me just wants to do that. So that's what I do. <laughs> and that that is fabulous. And I love to hear, I love to hear this because it's such a rare thing um, to meet people that have this fire, that have this spark and this energy. In effect, it's like the atoms within us are spinning in a direction to propel us towards what we're here to do on this planet. And yeah, it's sure. that momentum of energy that gathers and pushes you in that direction. And I think if we don't love what we do, then life is really only half lived, if lived of at course. all. Of course, of mm. course, yeah. Mm. Mm. But this is what I mean about finding a knowing self. Mm. Because you cannot know what you were meant to do or what it, you know, intrinsically makes you happy. I hate using that word, but I have. Happy if you don't know yourself. Absolutely that. You know, it all comes full circle. You'll end up doing a job that you hate or working for the man or doing a nine till five and then coming home and moaning about your job because you don't know self well enough. And if you don't know self well enough, then you won't be brave to follow what the dream is and so on. It all, you know, all impacts. It all, so it that's all, why I say I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm lucky. I, I was born to do it and I knew that straight away. So I've never had to figure it out. I just had to chase it and follow the path. You know? And what a phenomenal so, yeah. gift to be born to know what is meant for you, what you were put on this earth to do. And to know from such an early age is a tremendous thing because some people don't awaken to it. Some people, their whole life, I think, can spend looking and not awaken to it. Well, yeah, but I mean, even that comes down to psychology and parenting and, mm. you know, socio sort of elements, doesn't it, when you're young yeah. and what you're encouraged to do and mm. permiss- what's permissible and what's not. So, you know, there's so many different factors that come into why, you know, I think everybody could realise their true potential, but maybe they are veered away from that in for varying reasons true. at a young age, or, true. you know, true. so. And I say it's my vocation, you know, divine intervention could be having a, a dirty joke on me, you know, and I could be barking up the wrong tree completely. And this is, you know, not meant for me. And I've just been chasing it all these years. And you're supposed um, to be a farmer instead. I don't think yeah, so. I don't think a so. Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> farmer Giles. But oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, I mean to feel so passionately, and to actually feel that fire of inspiration it is definitely the divine saying to you you know what this is the right path yeah i i really believe it is Mm -hmm. you just only know what you feel you know don't you yeah now fanny tell us what are you doing at the moment and um where can people contact you as well tell us a little bit about what you're doing, what project you've got going on and where if people want to contact you, what are the details for them to contact you? Well, I don't know why anyone would want to contact me, but I think they might want to Why not? Why not? 
Oh my goodness! Well, yeah, they, they can, they can. Mm. But uh, so I'm all over social media, mm. and and you can just type me in. I'm the same on everything, which is Fanny Compton. Mm. Um, that's Fanny with an I, so F A double N I, and then Compton, C O M P T O N. I'm on, I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm mostly prevalent on. Uh, I've got a Facebook page um, and LinkedIn. Um, I've got a website that's for my singing staff as a recording artist that's uh feel such a wanker when i'm giving out my uh <laughs> details of things. what's the that's website a, address what's the website address www.fannycontrymusic.com lovely <laughs> <laughs> And you... But obviously that's come to a halt because I can't get in the recording studio due to lockdown and what have you. But uh, my EP is on there and a couple of other tracks and what have you. And you're on YouTube uh, as well, aren't you? Oh, yes, yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. you're all over the place, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um... Yeah, I'm not hard to find, just type Sunny Compton in. There's no one else with my name thus far. So, yes, I'm probably the only person that oh. name at the moment so. And they can even tap you into Google and there you will come up in any case. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yes, for sure. I'm, I'm sure people are definitely going to do it and I encourage everyone to do it because she's absolutely fabulous, this Fanny of ours. She is wonderful. <laughs> and um, I am so happy and honoured, Fanny, really, for you to come on the show and share such gems of wisdom as well because it's really something to think about. Um, a lot of the things that you've said are, are going to have an effect on me because I am going to do that thing now of going to go for two hours and contemplate. Um, I think it's important to do that. But thank you so much for coming yes. on. Amazing. Thank you so very much for asking me. I'm very flattered that uh, you approached me in the first place. So thank you so very much. And you're an absolute delight to oh, speak no. to um, <laughs> On and off the podcast. So thank you so very much. I I really, really appreciate that. You too, you too. (laughs) And we'll speak soon. Yes, I look forward to it. (laughs) Take care. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. 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 Oh, wow. Fanny Compton. (laughs) What a lovely, lovely lady. She really is extraordinarily talented. You must check her out. And... um, What a lovely, lovely moment to share with somebody who can bring so much joy to our life just by, you know, their very presence. And each one of us has that gift that if we are truly ourselves and find our reason for being, we can really bring so much happiness and light to so many people, including, most importantly, to our own life. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, really. I really do appreciate you all. And take care until the next episode. And lots of love. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life. Brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, 
take a look at her website, www.miminovic.co.uk.